We are live. Aloha, everyone. I want to welcome all of you stewards of the land, humanitarians, and solutionists, S-O-U-L, solutionists, to another exciting episode of A Dose of Positivity, where I have the great privilege and the honor to interview passionate change makers and thought leaders, social and environmental innovators, and wellness professionals. And the topic today is near and dear to my heart. If you guys have read my book, Living Like the Future Matters, The Evolution of Soul to Soul Entrepreneur, you'll know my struggle with food addiction. And today's topic with our special guest, Brigitte Mars, is all about healing food addiction in a natural way. And I'm super stoked about this. But before we get uh, started, just a reminder, we are broadcasting lives and we will get to each and every one of them. And afterwards, if you decide when we uh, go off the live Zoom and you want to do a garden chore, uh, tour and have a few extra intimate moments, come off mute um, with me and Brigitte um, and each other, uh, we will have the opportunity to do that. And I see many more people entering the room right now. And so I'm just going to take a minute to just warm us all up and uh, share something from Evolution 5 in my book where I hit rock bottom with my food addiction and being a workaholic. And this is a chapter in restoration, planting seeds for the future. And it's called Understanding the Darkness. Part of the process to heal was to stop doubting myself and to share my story. In my quest to recover, recover, it was clear that I was not alone. Overindulging and binging had become commonplace. Some friends and regular customers noticed the shift in me and they were eager to find out how I got back on track. It was as if people came out of the closet. They talked to me without shame as they spoke their truth rather than small talk and gossip. Their sincere interest gave me the courage to be honest and vulnerable with them. They too felt the heavy armor, especially the women who struggled in the male dominant careers or in a destructive relationship. Understanding my darkness helped me to guide others to find the light like tossing a pebble into a still pond, my good intentions and energy and strength began to reverberate. I was no longer moved by factors that box me in to an unflattering shape, craving, gaining, and sharing wisdom. I would learn that true happiness is to enjoy the present and to appreciate that nothing Nothing, absolutely nothing in nature is constant except change. As I identified and I abstained from unhealthy substances, eliminated, eliminating pathogens all of a sudden became natural. I gained insight into myself and into others. I listened to my instincts and I communicated. With answers and acceptance, I reshaped my thought patterns and my habits, and I built a bridge that would support a future that I could be proud to live again. Still, however, there was a shield of armor protecting my half-healed heart. The rest of my rooted pain would have to be addressed as I continued to regenerate and evolve. You guys, we're going to put the rest of this chapter in the chat in a link in in, in like a, a PDF form that's wonky. And then next week, the whole book is going to go on sale as a ebook for 99 cents. But I really, if you want to hear more about it, you read more about things about Mama Donna you didn't know. Miss Positivity here. But um, I just want to read this last thing because it's really appropriate and it really leads into Brigida. Um I can't wait to share her knowledge with you. Um, Cause people like her, the people who helped me get out of my funk, right? Although the time was painful, I am grateful for the experience and the tools that I have mastered to stay clean. 
Looking back on my life, I can respect what I had done and all that I had become. Believing the future is bright, my spirits shined. Leave no room for obsessions, resentments, or deprivation. Furry dragons will burn you up and out unless you find people who love and support you. And Birgitta Mars is just happens to be one of those incredible humans who also wrote one many, many books, but one of them is Addiction Free Naturally. So we have got the perfect person to speak on this topic today. And any of you, like I say, if you're struggling with food addiction or have, we want to hear your story because that's how we heal and that's how we help each other heal. And sometimes we don't even know we have food addiction until we show up for something like this. But Bridget Marge, she happens to be an herbalist. She's a nutritional consultant of natural health with almost 50 years of experience, okay? She teaches herbal medicine at the Naropa University and the School of Health Mastery in Iceland. She's taught at the Omega Institute at Eshlin, at Kripala, Shivananda Yoga, Ashram. You guys, we're gonna put her bio in because it's amazing the list of places where she's taught, even at the Mayo Clinic, okay? She's also a founding and professional member of the American Herbal Guild, and she is the author of several books, which you'll also see on the link that we'll put in the chat in the website, including DVDs, um, the book I just showed you, Addiction Free Naturally, the first aid handbook. Um, she's also put out Natural Remedies for Mental and Emotional Health. Uh, the Country Almanac of Home Remedies, The Desktop Guide to Herbal Medicine, Beauty by Nature, The Sexual Herbal Healing Herb, Herbal Teas. I love the name of this book, Brigitte, Rawsome, instead of awesome, right? Rawsome. Um, and she co-authored a hemp nut cookbook. So it's incredible um, what she's accomplished, but her books are outstanding and um, again, you're going to get to meet her in just a second. But in the meantime, in the chat, you'll see her um, her bio and every all the books that she's done. Her latest project is actually super exciting, uh, and I can't wait to hear more about this. It's a, an iPlant uh, phone app, and she is also a psychedelic sitter and end of life doula see you guys and i know there's some young people on here you know but this is what happens when you're women who do enough and we we create and why retire when we we can retire right Brigitte? so thank you so much everybody who showed up for the live and for everybody who's joining us on the replay you're awesome you're in for a real treat and Brigitte, i want to just welcome you and have you start with sharing with us all how you began your journey with this natural medicine and and share with us your favorite and most useful herbs uh that you picked up along your journey well thank you so much adonna I'm Brigitte Mars, and I'm here from Boulder, Colorado, and I got interested in herbs as a very young child. I had this wonderful French-Canadian grandmother, and she didn't call herself an herbalist, but there was definitely something wise woman about her. She read tea leaves, she read palms, and I remember watching her like heal a little wounded animal with some herbal poultice, and it wasn't too long before I said, oh, I want to be able to do that. And uh, we would go maple sugaring. Her idea of ice cream was to put maple syrup on snow. And mm. it just was like something out of a fairy tale. So by the time I was a teenager and I was going to an all-girls school, a boarding school, my parents were trying to make sure I would grow up to be a proper young lady. Um, I had a little uh, drawer in my dorm room where I would just try stuff out on my friends. Like, here, try some chamomile. It's supposed to help with cramps. And let me know what you think. Um, headaches. <laughs> uh, so I kind of had this alternative practice in my room. And uh, I, I did have some uh, herbs in that drawer that ended up in me being expelled from Miss Hall's. But, you know, that was another time. And uh, it might not happen now. But uh, by the time I was 17, I was uh, I helped open up a vegetarian restaurant in the Virgin Islands. I uh, helped to manage a natural food store in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. And I had a restaurant called The Supernatural in Miami. But 
I've worked as an herbalist in stores, retail stores like Alfalfa's Market, currently wow. Pharmaca. But, you know, I love that all my days are very diverse. And the idea that I get to help people with plant medicine, I feel not only is it good for the people, but it's good for the planet, too, because somewhere on the face of the earth, there's going to be fields of lavender and aloe vera and calendula and like you know it, the bees win the farmers win everybody wins oh gosh i love that analogy and i love um just seeing those fields of lavender and aloe vera and calendula and you know if you could talk a little bit like just right now because you said what two of my favorite words you know for people and the planet or i guess that's more than two words but um let's talk about especially these herbs where a lot of people might mistake them even as weeds and um talk about these magnificent carbon sequestering healing plants and how they heal not just us but heal the earth i would love for you to go off on that for a few minutes oh well absolutely you know so it's been said that the average American recognizes over a thousand logos and the products they're associated with, but yet they recognize less than five birds or five plants in their area. And one of the ones that they recognize is the dandelion, which is notorious. I mean, people are still spending money to buy toxic chemicals to spray the dandelions. And yet, I'm here to, you know, I've been doing this for a long time, saying dandelions are one of the most nutritious vegetables on the face of the earth. So there's nothing wrong with them. Our ancestors brought dandelions here to this continent deliberately to, uh, mm. you know, provide a food crop and they would actually put fences around them. So every part of the dandelion is useful. And I'm going to start with the dandelions help to aerate the soil. So if you have them in your yard, it's actually good for the soil. And when we talk about, you know, global warming, know that a lawn that is covered with taller grasses or weeds is going to have a lower temperature than a very short cut lawn, which will be hot and radiate more heat. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. This is so important. You guys, did you just hear what she just said? We need to we need to stop right there because it's 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 100 degrees where you live right now. My my husband just landed in Missoula, Montana. Where, where are you right now? You're not in Missoula, but where are you? Older Colorado. Older Colorado. How hot is it there today? Um, well, we've had a lot of 98 degree days, but it's been a really hot summer. The hottest summer I remember after living here for 45 years. And so, you know, when we stop treating the weeds as an enemy and spraying them by having a ground covering that has some green plants on it uh, is going to help keep the planet cooler. But, you know, so many people yeah. are like, oh, I don't want to be bothered with landscapes. So they just dump a bunch of rocks or lay cement down and that gets hot mm -hmm. faster. So the next really important environmental thing is dandelion flowers are one of the first food for the bees in the spring. So, you know, anyone who's paying attention knows that the bees are dying at an alarming rate. So when we spray pesticides to kill dandelions, we are contributing to the demise of the bees. So the dandelion flowers are edible. They're a great source of lutein, which is good for our eyes. The dandelion leaves are edible. And, you know, Donna, I love it that I can make a salad and the ingredients for my salad we're growing five minutes before we're eating it. And I don't care if you have like a Whole Foods or 10 Whole Foods in your town. The, the idea how long ago was that kale or that romaine lettuce in the ground? Probably weeks ago. So the amount of chi and life force that you get from eating something that's so fresh it was just growing is unsurpassed. But another thing, well, you can save thousands of dollars a year. Um, but there's something really important about the weeds and that is that they survive adversity nobody planted the dandelions nobody mulched them or gave them water or put fertilizer on them they thrive they come up without being planted a month before you can even plant crops in your garden 
I mean, maybe in Hawaii you can plant things all the time, but here in Colorado, you're not going to plant things till like April, but the dandelions are already going full blast a month before you could even plant lettuce or spinach and they're going to last for an, an extra month. So I see the weeds and this includes dandelion and chickweed and violet. These are Jedi plants that survive adversity. And I really do believe that humanity needs to evolve and adapt because we are being bombarded with, yeah. you know, whether it's smart meters or 5G towers or, you know, radiation or ah, like everything, pesticides, chemtrails, what, whatever it is that fracked water, whatever it is that you have by using the weeds, it's going to help us adapt and acclimate. And I think that's our only hope because uh, the world isn't getting cleaned up as quick as it should, but yet these wild weeds are thriving. Right. And I feel that they hold one of the secrets to our being more adaptable. Uh, I could go off on this like forever and I'm gonna try and rein it back because I know a lot of people came on here to hear about addiction, but I wanna share how this all ties in. But one thing that you just said that I am so, uh, want to emphasize is we need to let our lawns grow. I mean, the taller they are, the cooler the planet's going to be. And these weeds that like we have, we have patches of go to cola everywhere that go in our salads and our green drinks. It's for, like you said, it's free food. It's what the soil needs to stay healthy and to thrive. It's what keeps the mycelium and all the microorganisms helping healthy by allowing what naturally grows in the area. And what happens when we're bringing this back to addiction, you guys, is when you start pulling all these out and you start planting this grass, it becomes addicted to the chemicals because it doesn't have the biodiversity like the micro gut microbiome in your body to stay healthy. It's a monocrop. And it becomes addicted to these chemical fertilizers. And our whole culture is addicted. And, and then all of a sudden, Here's what happens to me, and I got goosebumps, so I know I'm onto something. Okay, what happens is you start talking about all this, and 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 I can feel like in my in my body, like going, I need some chocolate. You know, the world is f you bomb, the f bomb, or shit. Oh, you know, it's like it's a lot to handle. That's why we have a dose of positivity, and that's why we bring on people like Brigitte to kind of like bring us straight. Like like we need to hear this so that motivates us and activates us and crew in and and feel like so inspired right now to go out and make some dandelion wine <laughs> right to go out and saying wow this is wisdom that i can take and instead of creating a compulsive behavior and numbing and dumbing ourselves with whether it's food or cocaine or sex or gambling It's that diversity. It's showing up for positivity. It's showing up for people who care. It's planting, allowing the weeds to grow and planting flowers for the bees to come in. It's not just to sit around and ignore these things. It's to take action and get motivated. So um, I'm sorry I had to go off on that, but you just said so much stuff, honey, that rocked my world and so what I would love for you to go, because I want to come back to this, um, is let's talk about your daily health practices and your experience with any kind of addiction and how these daily health practices, including bringing in these herbs and these beautiful essential oils and all the things that you bring and teach, um, what are share, share with us these practices that you do. Okay, well... Uh, when I get up in the morning, I do this Taoist exercise that I'm not going to demonstrate right here, but it's called the deer. And it um, it's a, a little bit intimate. It involves r r massaging your breasts and all that. But so look in my book, The Sexual Herbal. But that's said to be a longevity, you know, exercise, the deer. 
um, and then, uh, you know, followed by kegels. But then, you know, after I rinse my face, I do a fruit facial. I put some kind of like mush, you know, raspberry or cucumber or watermelon on my face for about 10 minutes because one of the hot things in the cosmetic industry is alpha hydroxy citric acids because they're exfoliating and they're also nourishing. So I do the fruit facial, leave it on for about five minutes, um, and then I rinse it off. I do yoga maybe three or four mornings a week. Um, I do drink yerba mate. I love that. Um, you tell, can you tell me about what, what you love so much about yerba mate? I'm just starting to like try and transition. Let's hear about oh, that. I like it. I find that it really brightens my mood and it's mildly laxative. And yes, it does have some caffeine in it. And it's not for everybody, but I find that like, oh, it helps you to go to the bathroom. It brightens your mood. It's um, it's really very, very nice. It does have a lot of trace minerals in it, but I eat really healthfully. And, you know, Donna, it, it I think it is really easy to feel overwhelmed at the end of the day. And I want to share that while I was writing this book, you know, Addiction Free Naturally, you know, it was a lot of work and I would sometimes go to bed at night and say, damn, I didn't get outside today or I didn't exercise or I didn't blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't, I didn't floss my teeth or whatever. <laughs> so what I did was I made a list of all the healthy things I could do in a day's time. Everything, floss your teeth, do um, an aromatherapy bath, uh, dry brush skin massage, eat some seaweed, eat some wild food, um, you know, ad be addiction free, which would include sugar or, you know, coffee or black tea or whatever it is I was trying to do. Um, and then like who has time to do all that 50 things? So then very much like in our childhood, you know, maybe kids had a list of like, you know, take out the trash, make your bed, empty the dishwasher, set the table. I wrote the days of the week and I said, how about as a goal to do 10 healthy things a day? And so rather than like, oh, I'm such a loser, I didn't do anything. What if you like kept a little journal and you give yourself a star? Like I, I did a facial exercise. I stood on my head. I went for a hike. I uh, cleaned a cupboard. I, uh, listened, I read a spiritually uplifting book. I, you know, listened to a self-help uh, podcast or something. So um, I found that that really helped. Um, as far as addiction goes, I did smoke cigarettes at a very young age because it was considered sophisticated and we were allowed to smoke in class at my all girls school. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I soon realized that, you know, uh, yoga and really it's not normal to have to struggle to climb the stairs when you're 17. So um, I, did, I did quit smoking at a early age. Um, but I have, I work with a lot of people that have addictions and, uh, you know, I, I, I feel that there's a few things that make us more likely to have addictive tendencies. And so I, you know, I really like to focus on that. And one is that I really feel that one thing I suggest to my clients is make a list of other ways to reward yourself. Because so often we think, you know, I was so good today. I worked so hard. I need to reward myself. And so uh, what are the other ways you can reward yourself? So it could be, you know, smelling essential oils. It could be reading a novel, mm. reading a magazine. And a great trick, let me show you this, uh, is I'm really big on doing crafts. You know, so like I crochet, I knit, I embroider it's once you get good at it, you can do it kind of mindlessly. So all your friends are like, you know, eating chips or popcorn or, you know, maybe they're holding a beer or something, but it's like, Hey, I'm doing some kind of needlework thing. So I, I don't want any chips and I don't, I don't want a beer, but other ways to reward ourselves is really important. And I do think that very often people have addictions, especially when it comes to food, to things that they're allergic to, because we often crave the worst things for ourselves. Because when we eat them, and it could be something that people perceive as healthy, like you know dairy or whole grain products, when maybe they really have a gluten allergy, or or soy, or corn, or peanuts. So um, when we eat those things that maybe we are uh, allergic to or even have a sensitivity to, we stimulate 
uh, an immune response. So we actually are activating white blood cell production. So we feel like, oh, I feel so much better. I just had, you know, a slice of pizza, which could be uh, dairy and gluten yeah. and maybe tomato sauce too. Um, could be other things. So, um, so stabilizing our blood sugar is really important. And I do think that it's important to, you know, nourish ourselves. So I'm really big on practices like eating all the colors of the rainbow, uh, maybe eating all five flavors. I think Americans are very fixated on sweet and salty, but yet we often enjoy ethnic food because they have spicy and bitter and pungent and you yeah. know, lemon peel and chutneys and things like that. So we can certainly make use of the culinary herbs. And one herb that deserves a lot of uh, press is cinnamon because cinnamon helps to keep your blood sugar level stable. Yeah. It's been found to be very helpful for people with diabetes or hypoglycemia but it also is a natural sweetener for your food. So rather than, you know, making applesauce, for example, and thinking, oh, I need to add sugar or honey or coconut sugar to it, you know, just put cinnamon on it and it will naturally sweeten it and keep your blood sugar levels stable. Um, so sometimes people crave things they're allergic to and that can sabotage us. I also find that another uh, really easy thing we can do is have lunch as the main meal because we need more fuel mm -hmm. in the middle of the day. And yet our culture is often, you know, having these like, let's make a restaurant reservation for eight o'clock and dinners when we have the dessert and the, you know, more and more and the bread along with the protein and all that. And so I'm a big believer as much as possible to have lunch as the main meal. And then after an early dinner, to do all your dental hygiene, like floss, brush, use the water pick. And then it's really easy to say, you know, the kitchen's clean, tempt me not. I don't care if it is, uh, you know, blue popcorn with nutritional yeast and spirulina, um, which is a pretty good snack, by the way. But I've done my dental hygiene, so I'm going to wait till tomorrow to have some. Because when we eat before bed, not only does it interfere with digestion, it also interferes with our sleep. So I try not to eat. Uh, like or drink uh, three hours before bed um, so I and you know just a few other things and maybe you have another question for me but being mindful when we eat I think it's very cultural to eat while we're uh, talking watching TV sitting in front of the computer so the idea that we're going to take our portion and have a mindful moment which might be saying a blessing and giving thanks or maybe you know, honoring all the hands that came together to provide this wonderful food for you and, um, you know, slow yeah. down when we eat. A blessing can slow us down and maybe not drink with our meals because when we drink with our meals, we dilute our digestive enzymes. Right. So, you know, those are just a few little things that can help. Um, yeah. I, I, I love it. I mean, I'm going to just jump in here because I have like a zillion more questions that you're, you're perking up. But like I always say, too, and I read it in, in, in my book, Living Like the Future Matters, eat like eat breakfast like a princess, lunch like a queen and dinner like a pauper. And that that kind of is my is my rule. And um, I don't know if you guys I know a lot of you are on when Stella Vera Kilcher, um, she was on about two months ago. She's an Ayurvedic practitioner for years. She's about our age. She's an incredibly bright woman. That's a great interview. We had some bad reception, but she's going to come back on. But in the Ayurvedic principle, what they say is, you know, you eat with the sun, you know, when the sun is the hottest, your digestion is on fire. So if you don't remember eating like a princess and for breakfast and a queen for lunch and then a pauper for dinner, you just eat with the sun. You know, as the sun rises and you, 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 you fuel up during that time. And then when the sun's going down, you stop or you go down with your eating. And it's um, and I have found that that's one of the key things that has really helped me with my food addiction is almost this intermittent fasting, um, really um, eating with the systems and cycles of nature in mind and, and becoming like we talked about earlier with uh the soil and, 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 and the planet. And you just realizing like, I'm, I'm part of this ecosystem. And, you know, when, when you think about when most animals are out, it's sunrise and sunset when, when they're having their meals. Right. I mean, that's a lot of times when you hear the birds and their um, animals are stirring about 
and then pff, they're done and they're quiet and they're, they're not they're not eating all night long hitting the midnight snack in the refrigerator so we are animals and that you know just understanding that has helped me you know with my own my own personal addiction and some other things that you said i think are just super helpful like um like the herbal mate tea i noticed it curbs your you know when you're getting those trace minerals um uh, I, I would love for you to talk more about different herbal medicines like you did about the cinnamon too. Like I have really, I'm a real proponent of cinnamon and everything in my coffee. A lot of times I th throw a teaspoon in my smoothie and, and thanks for the reminder because I'm getting low on cinnamon. Um, yeah, it, it's just a staple to have in your home. But what other herbs like um, and medicinal remedies to help people who really truly have an addiction problem, who really, uh, I mean, other than the fact, and this is this is really important, I think I'll bring it up right now because we're like halfway through the interview, but, and I'll have my tell put this in, in the chat. I did write a really good blog on this this week. There's, there's a woman, I don't know if you know her, she's coming on as a guest in November. Um, her name's Jean Orphan, I think. Yeah, and she's an addiction, specialist on processed foods and she really gets into the chemical side of it not so much the herbal side of it and the chemical side of processed foods but we we, we have misrepresented these these powerful herbs that we can incorporate in in our day and i love hearing about your rituals of dry brushing and all these beautiful habits to put in but let's get to some really concrete specific um herbs and 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 rewards like you said that we, we can have that are easily accessible when we're having that addictive compulsive behavior settled in mm -hmm. that we can reach to. Is it licorice? What, what, what are some of those other herbal formulas? Well, I, I mentioned cinnamon, but I also wanna say that fennel and anise are also naturally sweet and they have a licorice-like flavor but they are something that people might add to their teas. But another simple thing might be to simply smell the smell of cinnamon or anise or fennel, and it goes right to your brain and it gives you like, hmm, a little sweet. Mm. So, you know, as a writer, you know, writers are notorious for having substance abuse issues. So I might be sitting at my desk and thinking, oh, I really would like some more chocolate or something but you know i might say but how about if i just open up a bottle of something and give my brain this direct little a pleasure receptor of something that smells sweet rather than tasting sweet um i also want to mention spirulina which i know there is wonderful spirulina that comes out of hawaii it's a microalgae a superfood and i think it's really easy for people that limit foods like, you know, you want to be more vegan or you want to be more vegetarian or you want to, you know, eat more whole grains. If you're not getting enough protein, it's really easy to overdo the refined carbohydrates. So, you know, getting protein, I think is really important. And spirulina is a good source of that. So if, you know, if you are doing the route of, you know, not eating animal protein, think of, you know, are you going to get good quality fats and amino acids that really nourish your brain? So it could be from nuts, it could be from black olives, it could be from avocados, um, good quality beans, lima beans, uh, fava beans, garbanzo beans. But I think you have to put more energy into it. I think, you know, as a, a lot of people maybe say, yes, I want to uh, be, be vegetarian or vegan, and yet they are, are fast food vegans. They're putting frozen burgers in the microwave and that doesn't really satisfy you as far as minerals and nourishment. So um, another herb I would mention are the seaweeds, sea vegetables like kelp and dulse and wakame. These wild plants that grow in the ocean, they take the nutrients of the ocean and transform them into minerals that our bodies can utilize. And so very often another common craving is people, you know, crave salty snacks, you know, chips and crackers and popcorn and things like that. And I feel that what we're really looking for are minerals. Mm -hmm. And rather than looking towards, you know, salty snacks, it might be that our bodies are really trying to tell us something. So 
I advocate that people improve their salt quality, maybe using Celtic salt or Himalayan salt or yeah. things like dulse or, or uh, kelp on their food would be another thing. And, you know, the last herbal thing I'll mention is that there's a whole class of herbs that are known as thermogenic, that they increase circulation and they um, help to satisfy the body. They improve circulation of the digestive tract. And these are usually herbs that are kind of spicy, things like ginger and cayenne and black pepper. So they're, they're, they're thermogenic. They rev up the body's metabolism, which seaweed does as well. Yeah, that's really, really helpful information for, for me because I, I love all of those things and there's more ways to incorporate them. Um, I, I usually, now I have to ask you this, like what about, like I always throw ginger in, like if I'm cooking just about anything, whether it's grains or beans or uh, I, and I also throw it raw in, in, in smoothies with my turmeric. When you, would you recommend like any of these eating like cooking would it enhance them or you get more of that thermogenic thermogenic benefits from is it better to eat them raw or or cook them like i know carrots you get some when you cook carrots you get more nutrients apparently some of those minerals get tied up in the raw form so yeah. Um, but, you know, I've heard that study, like, oh, you get more beta carotene out of cooked carrots. But what if you were to take those carrots and puree them in the blender with maybe uh, hazelnut milk and some ginger? In a sense, it's pre-digested, and you'll assimilate that. Um, I think it's that people eat a carrot, and it doesn't really get chewed up that well. But there are ways that we can make our food uh, more digestible by the use of culinary spices, by things like fermenting, marinating, uh, dehydrating, soaking, sprouting. So th there's a lot of different ways that we can do that to make the food more digestible. But um, ginger, which is in the same family as turmeric and galangal and cardamom, they're all in the gingerbaraceae family, uh, are all wonderful herbs that improve circulation, that are anti-inflammatory. And so another way that we can bring more pleasure into our lives is by flavoring our food with all different kinds of spices because mm -hmm. as a culture we've relied on like you know butter and salt butter and salt and not that one can't use butter and salt but what if we use more oregano or more cayenne or more ginger we'd say wow this food is like really turning my brain on and really activating my senses and of course ginger is also um, one of the best herbs for nausea for improving circulation for relieving uh, frequent headaches. And it's just a, an amazing plant. I love yeah. it. Also been found to help relieve nausea even better than Dramamine in a study done at Bring Brigham Young University. Yeah, man, I'm so glad to hear that because ginger grows rampant around here and so does turmeric, so I'm blessed. And I, I know that if I don't get my daily dose of ginger and cinnamon, you know, it definitely affects my, um, my mental, like, and I would, I would really like you to talk about this too, in, in terms of addiction, because so many of these herbs and essential oils also, I, I know that you're really big into essential oils. You're, you're, I think you're sniffing rosemary oil. Is that what you said? Um, uh, and, uh, the, like the benefits of those and just how those can change your, uh, your neural sensors to to help you like another reward taking a sniff of rosemary it, it how that will set you on to not go to the cupboard or the refrigerator or something toxic to your well, body i will say something about gin of uh, rosemary because it is one of my favorite essential oils and i taught my kids uh, sunflower and rainbow who are now grown up and have teenagers of their own a really great trick um, and since it's back to school time for many of us, so here's a trick. You smell rosemary while you're studying. And then when you have to like give the book report or recite your monologue for the play or whatever it is, you put some rosemary on your hair, on your sleeve, somewhere on your mustache. And the smell will help you 
remember where you filed that information when you were studying and taking it in. So it's a really powerful tool to help you ace those uh, spelling and history exams. I love it. And so uh, Shakespeare said there's rosemary for remembrance, pray thee love, remember. But you know, I, I really do like essential oils and there's three I almost always have with me and that's peppermint, uh, tea tree and lavender because they're just very versatile and they're very safe and um, there's a lot of different things you can do with them but I find them comforting you can use them to calm yourself down elevate your mood relieve boredom to uh, activate your brain in Japan they found that when they beam peppermint and lemon essential oil into the workplace after the lunch hour that they have better worker productivity yeah so it's a way of turning on your senses. And again, a bottle will last you a long time because all I'm doing is leaving it in the bottle and smelling it and it'll, it'll keep for a very yeah. long time. Yeah, I, I keep essential oils, like um, especially lavender by the, my bed because it, yeah, I just rub it on my temples and I can smell it all night and right here in my third eye. And it's so calming and soothing. And then also, you know, on where we live, we have, um, and this is really interesting. I don't know if it's getting back to addiction, but like I have noticed like with essential oils, like because of the mos mosquitoes sometimes in the kitchen, I, I'm, I'm putting on either citronella or eucalyptus oil. And I swear to God, I could be making this up or it could just be in my brain, but I put the oil on and I don't feel the temptation to, to like spoon out so many tastes and maybe it's psychological, but I really, I know they ward off the mosquitoes. Right. And so it really helps. And maybe it's cause I'm not so agitated and like, so I need to eat because they're, they're gone, but there's something about those essential oils that keep the mosquitoes away that curb my appetite. Could I be wrong in saying that? Well, you know, I think we need to remember that anything we put on our bodies is going to be about 60% of it will be absorbed into our bodies. So I really just caution people to like, what are you, what are you using? Sunscreen, lotion, no. um, you know, conditioner, all this stuff we're putting on our bodies, deodorant, it ends up going into your bloodstream. So why not support the companies and the products that are conscientious and giving back to the earth and uh, doing the most environmental practices and honoring their workers and helping to yeah. protect the rainforest rather than cutting it down because we yeah. really do vote with our dollars. So, um, no, I do think that the essential oils are, are very powerful. I wanted to also mention uh, the trace mineral G GTF chromium. Uh, the GTF yeah. stands for glucose tolerance factor. And people that really struggle with a sweet addiction, which can certainly include refined carbohydrates, you know, bread and pasta and things like that. Yeah. Probably everybody's been hearing about you can make zucchini pasta with a spiralizer. You know, that's a, a fun thing to do. But yeah. I, I see that just about everybody, their health improves when they, you know, do less dairy and less gluten. So yeah, that sounds great. And tell, put that, try Google that, or maybe you have a link to that GFT. I think that's a really good, helpful thing. And we, we can put it in the, um, you know, all of these things that you're saying, we'll, we'll, we'll put it on the recordings too. But that GFT, what was it that you, what, what was it? Can GTF you chromium. GTF chromium, like, and, and you had also mentioned, which I, always appreciate is the supporting the companies and that support their workers food for people on the planet essential oils for people on the planet herbs for people on the planet weeds for people on the planet all of those brands and things um if you if you have a list of those and you want to pop them in the chat at the end i'd sure love to share that or maybe they're in your books you can um make sure that our listeners have access to that because you go to the health food store or Costco or the last place you want to buy your supplements, but, um, or online and it's very overwhelming. And to have somebody as educated and knowledgeable about these products and how they not only affect ourselves personally, but they affect the farm workers and the ecosystems, um, all the way down to the microorganisms of the soil. 
we would love and value um, your um, guiding us to to the right um, manufacturers or people to to these products. If not, everybody's going to be able to have a lawn of dandelion flowers or dandelion root to make wine. So we want to have access to those. So we'll make sure. Um, do, does one of your books have a list of that of, of companies, or can you have a list already? You know it. It's always changing. All of my books will have a list of resources and there's really hundreds of them. But I would say that, you know, when you go to your natural food store, talk to the people that work there. Very often there's someone who works with the herbs and vitamins and ask them what products they're seeing results with. Because usually yeah. people are hearing people come back and saying, this really helped me with my hay fever, with my sleep, with my cough, with my whatever it is. Um, but again, there's so many different things around the country and I love supporting local businesses too. Sometimes your farmer's yeah. market might even be a good resource because they're using products harvested from your area. And of course we can yeah. all learn how to make our own medicines too. And, you know, even though we might not have land, there's always things you can grow on your balcony or in pots or, you know, just get started. I've never learned to drive a car and uh, I'm, I'm almost 70 so i just walk around a lot and i just i'm always seeing things like things you know oh wow there's a mulberry tree or there's you know i collected apples that were falling on the ground the other day so i'm just uh, kind of opportunistic but i do uh, live right downtown and my favorite thing to grow are weeds and we eat a lot of lamb's quarter and chickweed yeah. and malva and I, I pretty much feel like a superhuman yeah, <laughs> I think that's your superpower right there. I'll tell you right now, that is so great. And now all we need, uh, if like you, you said earlier in the conversation, when I and we put a post like this in our Facebook group, um, one of one of our people, Meredith, I think you posted that how people know, and you you mentioned it too, Brigitte, like they'll you 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 know every logo for every fast food joint, but you can't identify like you said earlier five birds or five plants now that's just pathetic so every where you live no matter where you are i encourage each and every one of you a couple things number one find your plant extension office there where you live the ag extension office everybody almost within a hundred miles of where you live you can just even call them ask them that they have a a list of all the the plants in the area and what they would consider herbs i would talk to an herbologist in your area like brigitte said which is so important supporting your local farmers a lot of people are putting tinctures and saps and things together and like when you eat local honey or anything that's local it's better for your your immune system it's like natural homeopathy so so find do the, some of the things that that you're learning today are going to help not just you breaking addiction, but build your immune system, build your local economy, and build the biomass and the soil in your area by supporting these local farmers. It's it's a win-win all the way. And and what another thing that you said earlier that I just loved is like you know, I, and and I talk about this all the time. I I never put anything on my body that I wouldn't put in my mouth. It's the largest art organ in our bodies. And it absorbs, like you said, Brigitte, 60% of what we put on our skin goes into our bodies and our blood system. Now, why are people still putting land, I don't want to say all these brands, um, Estee Lauder, whatever it is on your skin. I mean, we read ingredients, we read the labels. If we don't know what a word means, or we can't find it, and it or we can't understand the definition, why are we putting it in or on our bodies when we have all these alternatives um everything from lavender oil to dandelion root um all the things we've covered today and um the blue green algae that you mentioned earlier too i think it's great we had a guest on a few weeks ago karina benzel um who has a fabulous podcast to care more be better and she also has a new nutritional sh uh, nutrition show um i don't have the name right off the bat but we'll find it and we'll make sure it's in the link but they have created a blue green algae that is the cleanest in the world and and it's interesting because it's out of iceland and i noticed that you also teach in iceland 
and um, it's the Orlel brand and tell you'll put that in in the chat but I just got some and it's 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 phenomenal how clean this is and also how it curbs my appetite because it's full of these chlorophyll and all these trace minerals that my body was lacking and I know it's super clean because I know how it's raised the other thing that I use um and and you can get it uh, out of our newsletter is and I don't know if you've ever heard of Purium products but Rita Jean Fleming she was also another guest on our show she does the Purium herbs and I really um and she's also an herbologist and that's a great uh, replay for you guys all to listen to. She's super knowledgeable. Um, but I use the Purium products. I don't know if you've heard of them. And the reason why I do is because of their farming practices. Most of the products are grown in a farm in Utah using all regenerative agricultural practices. So I can't tell you how excited I am um, that you uh, brought, you're weaving all this into this uh, addiction and, and, and food addiction specifically was our topic today because it is all interrelated, it's all interconnected and you can't, from the soil to the soul, right? Um, we, we, we need to think about and tracing, like tracing this, like just like we need trace minerals and we need to trace the source and the origin of everything we're putting in and on our bodies because it will affect our eating habits, our sleeping habits, how we treat one another. So, um, Brigida, we don't have much time left. And what I would love so much for you to do in this last 10 minutes that we have is let's talk about how we can, we're getting ready. I know it's hot everywhere right now, but it's gonna, temperatures are gonna stop dropping and we're gonna be going into that cold and flu season. And I would love for you to talk about specific herbs and things we can do to support our overall immune system and um, understanding that correlation with our addictive behaviors. Um, because we, the way, from what I understand, an unhealthy immune system comes primarily from um, our addictive behaviors and patterns. So. Sure. Um, well, I did make a YouTube and it got taken down about natural remedies that we could do if we get the mm -mm, the thing, you know, which I did have a couple times. So I want to tell you about things you could do if you get sick with some type of mm, infection, if you know what I mean. Seems like if you say the C word, you get censored. So I'm not going to risk that right here. But um, baking sweet potatoes, which are high in beta carotene, and then adding raw garlic. Raw garlic is super antimicrobial. It's a great bronchial dilator, and that is a super ally we should all know about. Um, there's a wonderful remedy. You can learn how to make it. There's many YouTubes on it called Fire Cider, and it's basically yeah. garlic, onions, ginger, horseradish, cayenne pepper, steeped in apple cider vinegar for about a month, and then you strain it and you add honey. And then you take a spoonful of that, and I'll tell you, pathogens, which includes viruses, bacteria, and fungi, cannot survive that. Yeah. So fire cider, I love elderberry syrup. But I also, you know, I, I had this moment when everybody was, you know, like masked, because that went on for so long. And I see all these people wearing their masks, distancing six feet away from each other, so they can wait in line to buy milkshakes and ice cream cones. And I think, you right. know, when there's something going on, we really need to up our game. And that means, you know, eating fresh fruits and vegetables. I do think eating some fermented food is a great thing we can do to help our immune system. Things like unpasteurized sauerkraut, um, staying off of the allergens. Again, uh, dark orange vegetables like carrots, winter squash, um, but also uh, all of the foods in the mustard family, cabbage, broccoli, kale, um, you know, eating more greens, but using some of these antimicrobial spices to spice up your food. And that can be things like chili powder, curry powder, garlic, ginger, black pepper, oregano. Oregano oil is super 
for fighting infection, for those long lingering coughs. So I also found that diffusing essential oils in the sick room, like eucalyptus oil, is a great way to prevent others from getting sick and also to help your respiratory capacity so that you know you can breathe. And there is one supplement that I found very helpful, and that's NAC, N-acetylcysteine, which I think the FDA would love to take off the market because it's very antiviral, but it helps to thin mucus. So I found that to be very helpful. You know, so these are a few things and you don't have to do all of it, but all the basic things like get enough sleep, don't overindulge in sugar, um, don't eat a lot of uh, dairy products because they can create a lot of phlegm. And that's the last thing you need when you're all stuffy. Um, and you know, another remedy, because very often people have you know sore throats when they're sick is to, um, and this is something you can do in Hawaii, you could gargle with a little bit of ocean water <laughs> and then open up your mouth and direct some sunlight right into your throat wow. for about three to five minutes. That's powerful. Or if you have an earache, you know, try to get sunlight right inside your ear. I mean, who's going to do a study on that? Because there's no money to be made. It's you and your connection to that great orb in the sky. But that's really powerful and really antiviral and yet you know stay indoors and wear your mask all the time but i'm saying get some sunlight in your throat um so you know not to get sunburned but a few minutes every day so uh and of course you know eating a a big salad every day i love my salads to be multicolored. you know purple cabbage red beets orange carrots wild greens that were fresh so I, I don't think we're going to be able to avoid all these illnesses. I think we need to be proactive and know what to do should when they come because they're yeah. going to come. They're lurking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. I am so help. I am so encouraged and, and feels so much gratitude to you for sharing this incredible amount of, of, of wisdom and hope and sharing, you, you know, it's, it's all I want to do right now after I get off of here is go put my ear in the sun and open up to the sun and, and take in that, all the wisdom that you just had. I mean, that just makes so much sense. And I, I'm, I'm just, I, I just feel like I, I don't want you ever to go like I want to have you on my my shoulder like every time I go in the kitchen and you know I'm just going to take all the words of wisdom that you just shared with today everything from c- cinnamon to um, peppermint oil to rosemary oil to uh, just the microbes in the soil e- everything that you said is is just I want to just absorb it and and like and I, I suggest that everybody after we get off of this, because this was so powerful and thank goodness we have the replay. And thank you so much for putting um, the NAC in the chat. And also the um, somebody saying, you know, no mineral oils, really, really important. We don't want that, no Amazon. Uh, I do I do buy some things from Amazon, but it's hard here in, in a rural town. But the GTF chromium, 200 um, MCGs between meals, helping with the addiction. Um, so, woo! Hey, Lucky, Lucky goes on that one. Hold on one second, you guys. Did you say Lucky? Lucky? Thank you. And you know what? That actually is a really good point that Lucky just made. Lucky, it's okay. Because having animals around in, uh, are so good for building your immune system. They drag in all the microbes from soil from being outside, um, especially if you live in a farm farmstead retreat like me. And, and the, the, just bringing in those microbes in your home is a super healthy and very sanitary way to live. I'm not talking about tracking in piles of mud um, and in in rolling in in pig guts, which my dogs do sometimes and they don't come in. But I'm talking about just getting, opening the windows, right? And letting that light in, letting the sun in. You are a treasure. You are a joy. You are awesome. I can't, the the other thing is, Brigitte has to go, you know why? She is practicing right now. Tell tell them what you're doing with your hip hop friend. Oh, um, 
Well, we, we do a little thing called Awake and Aware, where I teach about plants, and Bethy Lovelight, she sings about them, and you should check out her website, uh, because she's amazing. She just did a song called The Wild Weed Song, but she has one called Dandelion. So Google Dandelion by, um, whoops, I meant to say Bethy Lovelight. But, um, you know, she takes a lot of the information in my books, and uh, puts it into music and you know I, I do think that what we allow into our consciousness is really important and I think it's so easy to get focused on all the scary things in the world you know like the news and it's like we need to focus on the solutions what can we do and by educating people about the plants and being kinder to nature and giving them ideas it's like a simple thing and you know one of you said something about you got your neighbors to stop spraying the dandelions like a lot of us feel uh, disempowered like I live in a condo or I live in an apartment and they spray we need to take community activism and get others to agree that we don't want pesticides we want a safe place for our children and our pets to frolic and dandelions don't hurt anything but those chemicals do so you know wake up America and yeah. You know what? I know we're going past our time, but I really, really feel like everybody needs to hear about your daughter real quick and what she did in Southern California there. Would you just share that real quick and maybe even a link? I don't know what she does because this is so powerful. And I know Colleen put that in about, you know, not putting the uh, spraying the lawn uh, or spraying the dandelions, but just talk about, just tell us just in a, in a few sentences what Rainbow has been able to do. Certainly. Well, I have this daughter, Rainbow Mars, who's been an international, very successful model, and she's gotten her neighborhood to plant food forests. Like, everyone agreed we're not going to spray pesticides, we're going to plant fruit trees, there's an abandoned school nearby, we're going to create a community garden. So she's been in the LA Times, she's been on TV, she's been on Good Morning America. You know, a few years ago, she gave out worms for Halloween and that was on Good Morning America. It was worms with soil and seeds, but Good Morning America, like the weird mom in, you know, Beverly Hills that gave out worms for Halloween. So she's very crafty at creating these scandals that make it sound like she's off her rocker, but they're very well thought out to raise awareness. Oh, that is so brilliant. You guys, you got to check her out. Maybe someday we'd love to have her on the show if she'd be um, inclined to do so. You'll you'll have to introduce me to her. Well, I just want to thank everybody who showed up. I want to thank everybody who's put comments in the chat. You, if, you, if anybody has any last minute things you or anything, questions, go ahead and do it now. Mm -hmm.